It is Monday Thursday, and that means that Lent is almost over, that the great church celebration of Easter is close, that we are about to live through the days of drama, loss, bereavement, bewilderment, and glorious celebration for another time. Lent, which is named for the fairly pagan reason of the lengthening days of spring, has become for many centuries a season of the church year associated not with spring, but with restraint and discipline, perhaps deprivation or increased devotion. For whatever we have chosen as an outward and visible sign of our special relationship to this season called Lent, Whether we have taken something on or given something up, we are about to reach its culmination. How now should we come to this day, which we all know is the opening scene of the final act of the story of Jesus' earthly ministry? We hear the same lessons. We prepare the altar for the Holy Eucharist outlined and mandated in the reading tonight from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. We will break bread together. We will empty the church of all but the emblems of Jesus' night in the Garden of Gethsemane. Some of us will sit in vigil with the Holy Sacrament, striving again to do for our Lord what his friends were apparently unable to do, sit with him in prayerful silence, all through this, his last earthly night. What changes for us from year to year is only our ability to enter at the beginning of the drama again, to relive the teaching, the new orders which Jesus issued this night, the betrayal this very night, the trial and criminal's death, We are about to follow again through the familiar story. And we become like actors in a drama, knowing the plot but not yet ready to reveal the miraculous conclusion and beyond. We try to perform as if we did not know the whole story. Like reading a book again, like hearing a symphony again, like singing our favorite hymn again. We strive to live these days anew. And yet our hearts can never really be as heavy with grief as were those who witnessed the original playing out of Jesus' earthly story. But that does not mean that we cannot strive to listen anew for that moment of revelation and requirement that we may have missed or minimized before. We know Easter is coming, But what did Jesus tell us to do about living out our own lives? He is not dwelling on what is to come when he washes his disciples' feet. He is not so frightened about Friday that he forgets what he wants to accomplish on Thursday. He wants to teach his disciples three crucial things. And he's not so much teaching these for the first time, but reinforcing them during his last opportunity. This is the course summary before the final exam. And he reiterates the three great maxims of his ministry. 
I am giving myself up for you, my body and my blood, and remember me always in the simplest, most basic action of friends and companions when you gather to share a meal. Never forget that you are meant to serve others, even if it means what may seem to be the most demeaning kind of action, when you will be a servant to others, even to the point of washing their feet. And although you may seem to be demonstrating this by remembering me in the bread and wine or taking care of the poor, go even further. You can forget about the details of the old dispensation and take this new commandment to heart. Love God with your whole being and also love other people as much as you love yourself. These three summarize the commandments part of Monday, Thursday. And how did these first followers of Jesus on Monday, Thursday react to his admonitions at that Last Supper? We know that they scattered in fear when he was tried and crucified. We know that they huddled in confusion in a secluded and secure place after the terrible events of Friday. They were remembering Jesus when they broke bread, or were they? Were they praying to God the Father? Were they serving the poor, or even each other? Not yet, or at least not that we know from Scripture. They were still in shock, and we will never know how they would have reacted to those final words of mandated action had Jesus died and not reappeared. But he did reappear, and eventually his disciples took on a ministry that followed what their master had told them. They did help and heal the poor. They did establish their house churches where they shared a meal in his name. They did continue the worship not just of their rabbi, but of the Yahweh whom they had always revered. This much we surmise from the early writings of the church. Tonight, Jesus breaks the bread and shares the wine in a special way. And we here in this place in 2014 will reenact that mandate, that commandment. We will offer our prayers in the name of God. Jesus told his disciples to love with their souls, minds, hearts, and strength. We will vow to perform those acts of life-giving help to those who need care and service. Sometimes it's difficult to remember that the good news involves commitment on our part. Jesus told us, remember and revere my sacrifice whenever you gather together. Serve the poor and all those in need. Love your creator with your whole being and respect the dignity of every human being. It's Commandment Thursday. Jesus gives us a review of his good news. Now, it is up to us to follow it.